Welcome to the Mostly Normal Gamers podcast, episode 176. We are recording on... Fuck. Sorry. Wednesday. Wednesday, thank you. (laughs) Wednesday, July 19th, 2023, obviously. It's been a minute since I've been on the podcast, but um, I'm your host today, uh, Stellar Smalls, Angie, and I'm joined by James. How are you? I'm doing great. You're already acing it. You're way better than John at this. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Um, So the quick lowdown, just so we can get to what we want to talk about. If you want to be a part of the conversation or have a pressing question that you want us to weigh in on, you can reach us on Twitter at MNGamersPodcast. Please do so. We check it most often. Uh, If you don't use Twitter, you can send us an email the old-fashioned way, which is interesting that it's old-fashioned now, podcast at MostlyNormalGamers.com, and that's also our website, so go check that out. Um, Not sure if Chris is still doing the monthly newsletters. I know he did a few fairly recently, so you can check out our um, Mostly Normal Monthly um, newsletters at MNGamers.Substack.com, and you can also find back issues there as well, so get your read on. And leave us a voicemail, or you can text us and leave us anything obnoxious you would like. Who cares? So John, I think, checks it more often than anybody else. So it's 507-291-2991. And apparently, we are also live some of the time. um, Twitch.tv slash Mostly Normal Gamers, but not today. Not today. Just going to listen to our voices today. (laughs) So... um, since I haven't been here for a bit, I know, I believe the last I heard you beat Tears of the Kingdom? Yes. Yeah, I've beaten Tears of the Kingdom. I've moved and what on. You, okay, so what are you playing now? <laughs> um, I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy sixteen, um, wow. which has been quite a journey. I'm I My progression on the PS5 says I'm about 67% through the campaign. Oh, um, Okay. So I've fought a few big bosses. I've had a few plot points, major plot points revealed to me. Mm-hmm. And while it started off really strong, it's like starting... interesting and fun yeah. and yeah, yeah, engaging. Yeah. It's starting to peter out plot wise. <laughs> Combat is still like A tier. Uh, the visuals are still like absolutely stunning. Like the boss fights are some of the best boss fights I've ever had. And it is majorly like kind of cinematic but like they incorporate you your inputs like and it's not just like quick time events it's like there's a i i told i talked about a um i think on one of my streams i talked about how they have like this boss fight where you get knocked into like the middle of like like just hundreds of meters away from the uh the boss and you start running down a corridor in like a canyon Mm-hmm. And like you're you're a giant monster as well, so you're running down this canyon, and it turns into like those old school like Sonic the Hedgehog mini games where it's like you're running through and you're like trying to dodge rocks from from getting you, and you're running side yep. to side. Uh, you can shoot fireballs to blast those rocks apart and dodge them or slide or punch, and and it was just so cool. And then it turns into, like, he starts shooting giant tendrils down at you, the, the oh, boss does. And you're running great. up those tendrils just like that. And and there's just so many, like, interactive, abil- like, built, interactivity built into these moments that makes you feel like you're a part of it. And it's just so cool. 
So it's um, constantly moving in that part where you just can't yeah. take your eyes away from it or you'll just kind of die. Yeah. So I'm having a lot of fun playing it, but the there's like certain, I don't know, certain characters are just being done real dirty. Like it's just like they introduce like this one character that ends up being like killed off real early. And I think that she was way more fascinating than some of the characters we get stuck with. So um, kind, kind of a blow in a sense of yeah. why did this happen? Yeah, and then they, like, where I'm at, they just had, like, a character death that was pretty significant, but I felt like it was super anticlimactic and, like, just left me kind of going, like, why, why did we do it this way? Like, this, I don't know. It felt like they were forming to be something way more greater in the story, and then they just get, like, <laughs> killed Fizzled off. Fizzled out and shit on, pretty much. It's so badly. Like, it's it's mm. so anticlimactic, and I felt like... So I'm recovering <laughs> from that. I'm going into the next area after that. And, well, maybe it's for a purpose, but they just yeah, maybe I'm, did it horribly. <laughs> I'm, hope, I'm, I'm truly hoping it was... It, there's going to be some payoffs. Like, I know, I know, hold on. It gets better. There's a reason. And um, I uh, maybe that'll pay... pay like, we'll get a payout on it, but, like... It's uh, it's still a good game. Like it's, it's it's so hard to say like anything negative about it. The only reason I I do is because I'm I'm like well like I love everything about it so far, with the exception of these few things. Um and uh, yeah, and then some of the side quests are kind of silly. Like there's some side quests that could literally have been a cutscene. <laughs> it's like like this doesn't necessarily have to be happening. I'd rather yeah. just watch like. A two-minute video. And yeah, well, it's like your character, like, it's like, oh, f I, early on there's a quest that's like, my friend needs help. Uh, she was out, like, getting soil samples or something like that. And you go mm -hmm. out, and she's, like, being attacked by spiders in the field. So <laughs> you fight the spiders, and then she goes, oh, I was going to get the soil samples. And these spiders attacked, and my, your character is like, Clive, he's like, no, it's way too dangerous. Go back to the hideout. I'll collect the soil samples. And then, like, it cuts to, like, it's literally, the soil samples are, like, two feet away from you. There's okay. two plots, no enemies, and you just take, like, you have to push X for, like, I don't know, two seconds over top of each of them. And then he goes, okay. well, it looks like I've got them all. Time to head back. And it's just like, really? Why didn't, Why wasn't that just a cutscene? Like, why did I? I don't know. It was just and so the, And that's not like an early on quest that, you know, you get familiar with the buttons in the game well, that, and things that like that. Well, that one is. But okay. they don't, like, I, I did one very recently where it was like. Similar? Uh, very similar. Very similar. It's well, then like, that's just annoying. It's just silly. Like, <clears throat> but some of the side quests do have a good payoff. Like, there's a real cool, like, character interactions after the mm -hmm. quest. But, uh, yeah, some of them are, like, it feels like the team that developed the combat and all those story missions. Yeah. And the team that built all the side missions are, like, two completely different teams that barely talk to each other. <laughs> <laughs> it's always fun when that happens. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I've been playing well, that. because now you get this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been playing that a lot. Um, I will admit that last week I, uh, I took a break to play some more Bolt Gun which is a Warhammer 40k video game. It's done in the style of like an old school boomer shooter, like Doom yep. or Quake. And yep. I was having a blast playing it. I rolled credits on it two days ago. And it was just like, it was just a nice good change of pace from everything yeah. I've been playing. 
and I was playing it on my Switch, which... Uh, so, like one of those that, that's just like for fun, that's not super serious or yes, in-depth. Yeah, like yeah. You're literally just shooting demons and, and monsters and blasting things apart and trying to get find hidden secrets and high scores. Well, that sounds like my kind of game. Yeah, no, that's good. And you said that was on the Switch? Well, it's on everything. I played it on Switch just because I wanted it handheld and I wanted to take it with me places. And, well, uh, but there yeah, was... If kind of game like that, that sounds yeah. easy enough. Yeah. And the, it does have some long loading, loading scenes, though. Like, you know when you're, like, so familiar with, like, the Xbox or the PlayStation, or even PC, where, like, you can get your loading times up to, like, next to nothing? Yeah. And then this, <laughs> the Switch is still, like, it's, it feels like it's chugging to try and load the new zone or whatever, but it's, uh, it was good. It was still a, a great game. I, uh, if you're a Warhammer... 40 40k fan i it, i highly recommend it i highly recommend it well i'm gonna have to check that out because i've been on the switch a lot lately so yeah that's going to be on my list of things to check out do it check it out but i i mean i'm still playing tears of the kingdom man nice I have, <laughs> it's so I hard not to <laughs> i haven't beat it but i'm I guess double negative here. I've not not been doing anything, if that yeah. makes sense. I've been yeah. doing so much stuff and collecting so many things, but I like haven't progressed that much into the story. No, like a little bit. I finished. I finished the regions. I did that. I got the four four sages. I haven't yeah. done the fifth sage yet. Um, and I've explored the depths a little bit. I'm trying to get the. The gloom armor that you get from the what is it the the bargainers yeah, statues the, or whatever. The creepy. So I'm trying to find all those. Yes, <laughs> the creepy things, and it's so there's in different elevations. I don't know, so it's hard to figure. And when it's so dark, you can't even if you wear like your glow suit or glow <laughs> armor, or, or you eat something that helps you glow. You still don't have that much emitting from you that you can see where the hell things are in there. Yeah. No, I hundred percent. I think for me, what helped a lot, just going off of remembering how to, because they they're hard. They, there was one I spent a good hour and a half. I knew the location. It was like mm-hmm. xed, xed off on my map, and yeah, I was like, yeah. I can't find them. I've been circling this what seems like an, <laughs> a rock for ages. I've been climbing. I don't know, but I built like I would just build one of those little balloons, those hot air balloons, oh, and then yeah. stick one of the a couple of those giant light plants on them. Yep. The bright, bright, uh, bright and then films. it would light up as I like, uh, so I could kind of survey as I rose up, and I'd be like, "Oh, there, there it was, or whatever." Right? That's actually smart. I went to, I didn't think I was just shooting them everywhere with my, <laughs> with my, <laughs> my bow. That 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 also like that. At least they're permanent uh, that way, right? I mean, yeah, and and plus I I had killed a bunch of what how you Lionels. Yeah. And there was a Lionel I had I ran into down there. I didn't even know. He was full of armor and I was like, oh well, this is gonna be an adventure. <laughs> so I had to beat him first, but I got his and I I didn't put two and two together that they shoot three arrows. Yeah. So when I attached a bright bloom to it, uh it shot three of them versus just one. I was like, well that was a waste kind of but I think really. it only uses one resource though. Oh, does it? I guess I didn't yeah. even realize. Yeah, no, that's... Uh, I would use the three... I would always save the three arrows for, for like, very important fights. But, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. they would shoot three of whatever you're shooting. 
But you only use one, one resource. resource. I guess I didn't realize that when I was doing it. That makes that would be nice. But yeah. I did because I remember you talking about um, the Gleox the last time I was on too. Yeah. Uh, those sons of bitches <laughs> were interesting, to say the least. Yeah. Um, I did need better weapons, like um, where the attack is a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Like anything lower than twenty five, I was like, "This is just pointless." Maybe even lower than thirty, I was like, "I'm not even going to do this anymore" because I just wanted to get it done with. Um, but I defeated, um, I think, two fire ones and a frost one. Oh, nice! So far, yeah. So no, they're uh, they're once you like figure out their whole shtick. Yeah. Without just dying in one hit, that yeah. <laughs> that helps a lot. Yeah, I did they, see a video of some guy defeated. I think the fire Gleok that was or Gleok that was on the um, high the Hyrule Bridge. He like yeah. defeated it, and then it became the Blood Moon, and then it came oh right back. And he's like, God. "Son of a bitch!" <laughs> <laughs> like oh, that would no. suck. I wouldn't want that. No. I'd rather just die. Yeah. Because that'd, that'd be pointless. Yeah, no, that's oh, that the the blood moon has happened to me at such inopportune times. Like I did one of those missions where it's like clear out a camp or whatever. Yeah. And I cleared out all of the camp, and literally as I'm killing the last guy, the blood moon goes off, and they all came back. <laughs> so you have to do it all over again I without it enacting that you actually finished yeah. the mission. Oh, it was it was brutal. Man, yeah, that's. That's a killer. The, the game is interesting, though. That's why I'm still playing it. I'm just... I, I'm fascinated with collecting all the things. I did order... I pre-ordered the complete guide, the book, the hardcover book. I did, too. By accident. <laughs> I was just... I was just how going was it in by to, accident? I was going in to check shipping to see how much yeah. it would cost to ship. And I, I guess I accidentally clicked too far forward. And it's like, congratulations, it's, it's, uh, you've purchased it or whatever. I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm spending way too much money on shipping. <laughs> it, I don't know. It was like That's 50 awesome. bucks at the end of the day. So it wasn't, it wasn't. That's not too bad. It's not that. That's not. No, I that's have, not too bad. I have the hardcover version for Breath of the Wild, too, so it'll look nice. Oh, nice. That, that will look. I just, I seen the, the Breath of the Wild one. I thought about getting it just for fun. Yeah. Um, cause I mean, why? I look at it and I reference like maps for like I've been yeah. referencing the depth maps specifically, um, and that's been helpful. Um, and like if I'm really looking at all my armor and I'm like I'm just missing the helm of this or the graves of that, I'll yeah. look and see where they're located and then I'll try to like go find it myself. I did find an error in the book oh. um, of like coordinates of where to find. Um, what was it? I think it was Zora armor. I think it was a piece oh, yeah. of Zora armor. I have to look back at it. But I went to go look for it, and the coordinates were just one number off. Oh. <laughs> so I think it said, like, minus 0703, and it was supposed to be 0103 mm. or whatever. But um, but other than that, I think the book is it's beautiful. It's so compact. It's the... the text of it is very tiny <laughs> it's gotta fit a lot in there but it has to fit yeah it has yeah. to i mean it's already like what 500 pages or something mm-hmm. it's, it has to fit in a lot in that book and i understand that but 
I, I mean, I like it so far. It's nice just to have. And I figured, because, you know, I have nieces and nephews, and if they want to come over and they want to play their own part of the game or something, if they want to look at the book, it's, you know. Oh, yeah, they can absolutely. They can enjoy that. And I've always had, you know, maybe it's a nostalgia piece too, but I've growing up, you bought games and manuals came with them. Or, like, even maps, you know, for, like, especially, especially Zelda games. So yeah. it was, I thought it would be kind of nice to have just to even... It yeah. looks really cool, so... Oh, for sure. If, if it, I haven't gotten mine yet, but if it's anything like the Breath of the Wild one, it's, like, I can't wait. Like, it's just... They look so cool. Like, all yeah. of the art's in there, and then it tells you, like, has all these different tables... Like, the Breath of the Wild one has all the different tables for, like, what you can, uh, what you can find, why, like equipment wise what's in the game where's it has it had all the dlc i think stuff as well oh so cool it, it had uh it had a lot of information in it and i actually referenced the map from uh the uh breath of the wild one a few times just to try mm-hmm. and be like okay i know where a certain area that i want to check is but yep. my map is slightly different now where was that in correlation right and so I yeah would, i would cross-reference and be like oh interesting like uh, so i just kind of see the differences uh while uh while i'm in game without having yeah. to like pause and look up an online map or something like that but yeah it's um i am excited to to give it give it a look um it's not the only gaming book i've bought recently i bought um I, it's not here yet but i bought jordan midler's uh game of the year book which oh is, nice it's got, like, a lot of different people through, like, games journalists have from, like, Pong each year going forward a different what? game of the year. And they have a bunch of write-ups about how about it and why it's significant and all that sort of stuff. So yeah. I'm really excited to go through that. No, that would be cool. That would yeah. be a fun one to, to look through for sure. I just oh. want to see it for, oh, shit, is that your book? Did you see it? I saw for a half second. Oh my god! Look at that, and it's got the broken Hyrulean or the Master Sword on it. I like that. Yeah. Is your finger? Is your? It's there. Yeah. She. Sorry for those listening. <laughs> she had yeah. like her fingers in the way, but her fingers were being green screened with her background, so it looked like there was <laughs> a, a monster had taken a bite out of the book. <laughs> like the, oh, the very yeah. stereotypical bite marks. But it looks really cool. Slick. Is, is that a black cover? Um, It is brown. Okay, so it's a brown yep. cover with a, brown a foiled uh, yeah. gold. Yep, gold. Foiled gold uh, rendition of the Master Sword, and then the kind of the glyphs that the oh my god man this background's bad <laughs> the glyphs of the what are they called the zora zorao zorao zonai zonai well i don't know what i was trying to say <laughs> <laughs> i you don't play tears of the kingdom for a couple weeks and you forget everything <laughs> oh here this might be better oh yeah look at that oh and there's even some beautiful texture on the back uh the background too there is yeah um mm. It, it's in like as you can see it's it's pretty sick yeah it, it looks is. like the kind of book you'd have for a science textbook in grade basically 11. <laughs> yeah oh my, yeah i know it's it's massive and yeah like just oh my god it. look at these real detailed maps. maps 
every yeah, Korok yeah. seed location. <laughs> they, they do have every, and I was thinking, I was like, should I go through and try to no, find them all? But no. that sounds very <laughs> tedious, and I don't really want to do that, to be honest. All you got was a piece of shit in Breath of the Wild. Don't do it. <laughs> no, I know, and that's why I was like, I, I thought about it for a second, I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. No. <laughs> it's, what I do really appreciate about it is, while, uh, like, the Korok seeds are so plenty, I don't think they're intended for completionists. They're intended to make sure that every player that plays this game has enough to fill out, like, a bunch of their, their slots. Not to get it maxed out, but just enough to have enough weapons, right? Like, you're, yeah. you're going to play through that game, you're going to find enough for it to be, oh, I've got, an, um, I've got plenty of swords, I've got plenty of bows, and i got plenty of shields. It's yep. not so you can max it all out. I mean, some people oh will be out gosh, there doing no. it. We know they exist. Oh, um, for sure, and that's fine. That's fine if they want to. If do there that. was a trophy for it, you know, you know, people would do it. So, um, yes, that's very true. But I, I would hope that if it was a, there was a trophy for it, for whatever uh, it is, that it would be more of a collect four hundred of them rather than collect all whatever. What is it? Twelve hundred or some obscene amount? That's like, a there's lot. way I too many. I mean, I should probably look and see I think there that. was 900 last time, and I think there's more this time. Is there really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, I don't. Maybe maybe do. there isn't. Maybe I'm misremembering, but I swear it was around 900 in Breath of the Wild. Either way, I don't Either think way. I'm going to Too many. It. Too many. Too many. Um, let's jump uh, to some news. And are we telling John when news happens? The first one you put in there in the, the Slack that I noticed, Pikmin 4. Yeah. I didn't realize that it it didn't get released yet, but the critics of said, of, that I'm sure have like played the game, they maybe got early release or something, are telling us what they think about it. Yeah, and it's it's looking pretty good. Yeah, and I'm kind of I'm glad because when I've seen the videos on it when it first came, I think went in the showcase. Yeah, it looked so interesting. Have you never played a Pikmin game? And I've never played a Pikmin game, and I was oh, like, "What man. is this fantastic thing?" And so I was fascinated. And I, I mean, it comes out soon. What is it? July twenty first. Two days. So in, okay, so there Friday. You go, a couple, couple days. <laughs> when, uh, when, when people this, are listening to this. Then you could you'll be playing Pikmin, I'm sure. Yeah. But yeah, um, that's awesome. I'm glad it. Came, I'm glad the reviews came out to being oh, yes. as well as they came out to be. IGN nine out of ten. Eurogamer five out of five. Games Radar plus four point five out of five. <laughs> um, Game Informer nine out of ten. I mean, it's just yeah, it's all great. Just shy of tens, pretty much yeah. across the board. So like Basically. we're looking at nines, uh, nines and. Nines and fours out of fives, I guess. Um, yeah. So it's, I'm excited. I we've already pre-ordered the game. It's on. Oh, did you? Chrissy's Switch. So we were going to be playing co-op, like couch co-op. We'll pass back and forth, and yeah. Um, the way we we would play other games like this. Um, we both really enjoy pick the Pikmin series. My favorite one is still the first Pikmin. But uh, I'm really excited for this one. I've heard, I've from the reviews I've read, 
it sounds like they're doing everything Pikmin does well and yeah. just doing it better. So awesome. I'm, I'm really excited. It's, uh, it's a wonderful uh, little, what is it, real-time strategy game-like? Yeah. I'll have to I'll have to look into it because it just looked very cool, very interesting. And no, I've never played one before and I thought it was I thought it would be like a new game, but I was like, no, it's four, so there had to have been more before it. and yeah, obviously there has been, so Yeah, they were um I think the first one came out on GameCube. I think the second one as well. And oh then, GameCube, really? Yeah. And then I, the, I missed that. <laughs> They, uh, they had one on Wii U, which was the third one. And then all of them have now been ported, or are being ported to the Nintendo Switch. So, ideally, the nice. Switch is the perfect console to play all of your Pikmins on. Um, and uh, it's... Yeah, it, I, I love them. They've got so much charm to them. They're, they're the kind of game that you can just sit down and you're enjoy. Like, there's a bit of stress to it. Because you need to accomplish certain missions before certain deadlines, but at the same time, you're also just exploring with your little alien plant friends, and uh, so it's kind of got like that farmery aspect where you want to plant Pikmin and p pluck them and 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 make sure they're growing properly. But then fearsome <laughs> monsters might show up, so you've got to fend off uh, the monsters with your little Pikmin warriors and. Uh, it's just really, it's such a cool thing. And then the main objective of all these games have been like, in the first one, it was you're collecting pieces of your spaceship. Uh, you've crash landed on this planet. Olimar needs to rebuild his spaceship to get home. And so he's using these Pikmin to help him uh, rebuild his spaceship. And so each a couple nights, you're like, you're trying to progress through an area and collect a, a different piece of the spaceship and return it to him. That's um, interesting that there's deadlines on some of the things, too. Yeah. That's that's interesting. Because usually so, you don't have a deadline. You're just like, here's your quest, you start it, and then you just have to finish it whenever you finish it. That's I think that's what I loved the most about Pikmin 1, was, like, you have, like, 30 days to beat the game. Like, 30 in-game days. Like, each day is a mission. Each mission is a day or whatever, and and or or so and so forth and if you get to near the end and you've only got three days left and three missions it means you can't be dawdling you have to complete each mission in exactly three days angie's dog is doing donuts on a little chair in the background and it's absolutely hilarious <laughs> it's distracted us all <laughs> like what is he doing he's just getting all excited <laughs> I'm trying to listen to you, and then this guy back here is just doing some crazy stuff. Vivi does a similar thing, but she also likes to rub her face in the, the couch cushion and while she's doing her little spins and stuff like that. She's very funny. Crazy but, animals, uh, I tell you what. I love it when oh. dogs show their personality with their excitement or whatever they Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so good. Uh, but no, the, I'm, I'm excited to play it. Um... I, I'm going to look into seeing... There is a demo right now for Pikmin 4. Oh, really? And it carries over your save. On the deck. Switch? On the Switch. So if you're you're curious if whether you'd, you'd be into this style of game, uh, go ahead and download it. Give it a try and uh, see if you like it. Because uh, honestly, I think I have nothing but praise for the Pikmin series. I mean, if uh, I, I mean, I think that would be helpful for for people like me that have never played it before. But it seems mm -hmm. interesting enough. Um, I'm gonna definitely try out the demo first. But I can't imagine I wouldn't like it. 
because it sounds very <laughs> interesting and it looks so awesome it does so look awesome. cool and, and the pikmin are freaking adorable right well i mean in, um, the reviews you can't go wrong with what people are saying now yeah highly recommended yeah um the other thing i found very interesting that i seen um so tom warren i think he's from the verge um found yes. this on twitter uh yesterday that um he said thousands of call of duty players or fans are playing classic xbox 360 titles thanks to a server fix so they're playing black ops 1 and modern oh. warfare 2 via backwards compatibility on their um xbox one or series x oh right? interesting and they're but they're playing through those servers and uh i think it was like more than a hundred thousand people were playing and that's awesome i've been wanting to play the original black ops for so long but i tried it once um and nothing happened nothing oh no i was like so, well i mean i figured as much because it's black ops one who's not that many people are going to want to play it i mean still if you think of the world of people that used to play call of duty the original like black ops one a hundred thousand isn't a lot but it is at the same time mm-hmm. so i found that fascinating that they that those issues had gotten fixed and they were saying that um microsoft's helped do that with their potential deal at the time that's pretty cool right i thought that was fascinating and i think if they were if that stays alive so many people are going to be happy about that yeah well it does uh, it does wonders for game preservation right that's the hardest yeah. thing with a lot of these online games is sure the games can still exist but if the right. servers are down they're not the same game anymore right and so right. by having these lifelines through through these services like then like that's that's gonna help these games be that um be able to be played long past their like essential expiration date right yeah um so that's cool i was never i've never really played a ton of call of duty i think modern warfare 2 uh Mm -hmm. the original modern warfare 2 or whatever yep i think that was the last one i played like I played a bit of Warzone. It's a good game. But uh, with some friends, but we never really got that that into it. Right. I mean, uh, and that's, I mean, there's there's so many good games that came out at that time, too. But I, I was into it with my brother and his friends. And we, oh, yeah. we had, like, tv upon tv upon tv with a bunch of other xboxes like all set up land to, parties to, to play yeah so we could all like either go against each other like just friends against each other or like sometimes we get a few randos and sometimes they were good sometimes they weren't yeah but um and then i think that kind of goes along with what you found um that came out today this morning um from the verge mm-hmm. as well um it's also by Tom Warren that there's a small delay to the Microsoft's pr- proposed Activision Blizzard acquisition. Yes. Um, so they have until October 18th, it looks like, to finalize everything. Which, Cause it, yeah. Origi- yeah, because they missed the original. It says they missed the original deadline, which was yesterday. Mm-hmm. So better get their stuff in order i mean october 18th isn't that far away but it had it is at the same time 
I think I think they'll do it well before then. I think. I mean, I would imagine close so. down. I'm pretty sure they've got everything. I'm um, kind of in order, but the uh, with all of their battles with the FTC and stuff like that, I'm sure a lot of that put wrenches in a lot of these deals and approvals and and as far as like the bureaucratic like paperwork that goes behind all of these sort of deals i'm yeah. sure they're just behind on on certain things that need to be uh people need to sign them and pass them on and that's it right so yeah. as soon as that happens um i'm sure we'll hear in like a month that it's already been concluded for sure and i i can't imagine that it won't be honestly. how do you feel about the uh um consolidation of these major companies in this regards do you like uh, uh, what side of, of the argument are you are, are you leaning do you think this is a good thing or do you think that consolidation is a bad thing throughout the games industry well i mean it, it, i mean it's it's tough because you would you would think that it would be great because you just wanting like you would assume that Microsoft has everybody, all their gamers in mind in the sense of this is great for everybody and they're going to mm-hmm. just do great things and they're going to help them be better or what what have you. Um, but, you know, things can fall by the wayside and I, I don't want things to, I don't want Microsoft to get their hands in too many buckets, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then have it too many, be too many buckets. It, it's harder to hard to explain but i don't and i don't want them to take away from the playstation community either because that is a a big community of people that also love playing these games Mm -hmm. and if you just take that away from them it's just that won't that i don't think that would be a a good move yeah well a few days ago they did sign the uh the deal, the ten-year deal. So PlayStation is promised Call of Duty and Call of Duty game, any Call of Duty games, uh, for the next ten years. I mean, so. yay! But after that, what's going to happen? That's going to suck. But though. is Call of Duty going to be Call of Duty in ten years? Yeah. I mean, I suppose. Right? Like, who knows? Maybe Call of Duty is nothing in ten years. And, Maybe. And, like, and it's some other game that has taken that place because I think remember. I don't know if you remember, but like. Medal of Honor was the mm. war game of, like, that sort of, like, style war yep. game. Yep. And Call of Duty ended up, like, replacing it as the game for this sort of style. Um, and I think it was with the addition of multiplayer and introducing, like, that... Well, not the addition of multiplayer, but online multiplayer. Yeah. And, I mean, Fortnite has done it in its own way already, where it's it's done a free-to-play style battle royale uh, yep. and they earned their stripes they they they, they struggled for the first little bit because it was they like uh what was it like a, a zombies kind of style game where you have to build bases and fight off yeah. zom- hordes um yeah. and then they introduced the battle royale mode off of uh aping PUBG's uh gameplay <laughs> style and and ma- made it its own yeah. thing and uh, now you see Call of Duty is doing just that as well with Warzone. So, I don't know. I think in 10 years, the gaming ecosystem is going to be a completely different um, kind of world. And if PlayStation really wanted to, they have 10 years to build a Call of, Call of Duty-esque shooter. Like, they, if that's something they truly want, 
they can probably crack that uh, an audience for that style of uh, of game. But the reason but, Call of Duty is so big is it because it's all been on all platforms. It's not an exclusive. Exactly, but and that might that goes back to kind of backwards compatibility. Then so then for the ten years, they'll be able to play the games. But after that ends, they will they be able to go back oh. if they have it? You know, because I think doesn't PlayStation have backwards compatibility kind of thing like Xbox does? Not as we can good play as older... Xbox. No, you, but I mean, they you can still have, do it, but yeah, it's not as maybe have, not as good. Okay. Yeah, they do have like a, a a light version where you can download them, but like they still like you can't do it with PlayStation Three games because they're oh. PlayStation Three. Um, like the the hardware for the PlayStation Three was so yeah. back ass backwards that <laughs> you can't like nobody can seem to uh, you can emulate it fine on the internet but uh, That's uh, nobody PlayStation can't seem to put it in consoles. That's um, interesting. Yeah. Um, but uh, well, I'm I'm assuming maybe in that ten years things will get better. But then will mm-hmm. they be able to play that after the ten years is over with, or is it kind of just yeah. like no, I have SOL. That's that's a really good point because I that's something I would never have thought of and you're right yeah they have it for ten years but it doesn't mean that they're going to be able to play them after ten years like, yeah especially older ones especially yeah. when they're coming out once every year right you always get a new Call of Duty every year and and that Call of Duty like oh maybe I want to play 2026's uh, Call of Duty because that's my <laughs> yeah. favorite one right and yeah. it's uh, and it's 2032 or whatever, 33, I guess. And, yeah. uh, oh, I can't play 2026s because I it no longer has... Um, the like backwards you, compatibility. You know, I, yeah. You're not in that contract mm. anymore. Interesting. Well, I mean, I guess enjoy it for 10 years for now, and we'll see what happens in <laughs> yeah. 10 years with that franchise or with the, that series of game. Yeah. See how they do with all that jazz. Um, I know that, um, there's one other thing I think you mentioned, something about a Metroid Prime 2. Mm. So I got, I got this from Noble, which is on Twitter. He, uh, he took this rumor, this is a rumor, from Jeff Grubb off of, uh, the last of the Nintendogs, uh, stream they did, and... Jeff Grubb has heard that Metroid Prime 2 is coming soonish. And the that, soonish in quotes. In quote. He says, um, and that something Zelda related that has nothing to do with Tears of the Kingdom is happening later this year, but he doesn't know what exactly. And Again, a the, rumor. Yeah, so this is a rumor. But it is Jeff Grubb, and Jeff Grubb's rumors have been most often correct with the exception of when the date happens. Well, <laughs> On a long I, enough timeline, he's been almost always right. So, well, Metroid Prime 2, Metroid Prime 2 I can't... That's going to be awesome, because I, I think the first one... The first one was Shadow Dropped, and was fucking amazing. Exactly. I, it's so good. It's still, like, one of the best games I've played this year, and... <laughs> so I can't imagine, like, that... That's going to be awesome when that comes, but... Okay, Could so you then imagine... What, what, Getting Metroid Prime Two the same year we got Metroid Prime Remastered, like <laughs> I, it, it's obviously it's not remastered. I believe it's just going to be like a port of like the Wii versions, but 
still that's still really fucking cool that's still um, really cool but i mean the games are a little bit smaller than you would you know like resident evil or i think that I it's about the thinking. same length as resident evil 4 would have been oh i suppose it wasn't really that long yeah but, resident evil is is designed to be beaten quite quickly yeah like, quite like more often than not and so has the metroid series Okay, well so, then, Tears of the Kingdom, better reference, because... <laughs> yeah, yes, it is much shorter than Tears <laughs> of the Kingdom. <laughs> so, I mean, that would make sense, but that's kind of cool, though. They must have been working on them both at the same time, I would imagine, or similar time frames? Similar time frames, they have to be, like, or if it's not, like, the same team, or the team's yeah. been divided, it's, uh, it's oh, a, yeah. a team working alongside... Um, working on, like, and honestly, if it's yeah. just a port, then all they really have to do is, like, fix a few assets, change, make sure, like, the, everything runs properly on the Switch. Yeah. Um, so, I, I, I imagine it, it'll, it, they could have been starting it roughly around the time Metroid Prime 1 came out, and yeah. still be in a good good place for yeah. soonish, whatever soonish means. But I'm Yeah, also, whatever soonish means. What is that? What do you think the Zelda-related thing is? I know the rumors have been that we're getting uh, Wind Waker and Twilight Princess port uh, for the Switch, but if is there anything else that you would you would hope, not Tears of the Kingdom wise, that uh, you'd want to see? Oh man, interesting. Um, well, I've never played Wind Waker, so that'd be awesome to get that on the Switch. So then I can play it on the Switch because I I actually was talking with somebody about that yesterday or the other day about yeah. Wind Waker and um, and Majora's Mask because that one I've haven't I've played but haven't finished it um, so those would be two that would I and you said Twilight Princess I don't even Twilight know Twilight Princess I've, and Wind Waker the, yeah I don't the think Game I played that one answer. either one I'd be totally fine with I definitely I'm way more you know, like Wind Waker is my my favorite 3D Zelda. I've heard that one is like the one that if you're gonna play it if you haven't played it you need to play it so oh, I so I would charming. want that would be my vote. I'd uh, another one I know where I can oh, shoot what's the company that made um, what's the company that did uh, all of the um, the the they did the Pokemon I think they did the Pokemon game as well as the. Uh, Link's Awakening. Link's Awakening. Uh, they they are, they're making a mobile game or whatever now. Um, uh, Link's Awakening. God, why can't I think of the name that did the new like version? Like the the newer version of it. Yeah, the one that was up upscaled. There, that studio is apparently working on a like mobile styled action game, but. Um, they did um, the essentially the the remastered version of Link's Awakening, which is absolutely fucking gorgeous. It's so good, um, and I would love to see more of the Game Boy Legend of Zelda's ported into like remastered in that style. I think yeah. it's a great way to keep that style of game Legend of Zelda game alive because. A lot of the complaints from the uh, Tears of the Kingdom and uh, Breath of the Wild communities have been they don't they miss the old style of you get uh, a weapon in a dungeon you use that weapon to solve the dungeon you use I would agree though yeah, like yeah the fusing capability is is cool um, I mean 
I don't know why I would want to fuse a wooden a mushroom on a, a wooden stick, but <laughs> I mean I've seen it, and yeah. I, I mean it's it's cool that you can put a topaz on your shield, and then if your enemy hits your shield, they electrocute themselves. I mean, yeah. yay! But <laughs> I I do like the classic like hey i'm gonna go find my sword because that's what i need to continue on right and then i find my shield and that's just what you have Mm -hmm. you know you have your just set inventory yeah bombs boomerang all that stuff um the studio i was thinking of was grezzo and they did it wasn't uh it wasn't pokemon that they did it was metopia that i was thinking of oh which is that little me game for for 3ds and i think it got released on switch as well um but they've done a lot of the legend of zelda games like they've done the 3d the 3ds versions of majora's mask and ocarina of time they did that triforce heroes i believe it's called i've that sounds familiar it was a 3ds game um, they did the Link's Awakening, and they did Metopia. Uh, and they've done more. They've, I, I, I'm trying to think of what else they've worked on. Let me just... Uh, they've done... No, it's, uh, four, oh, the Four Swords Anniversary Edition of Legend of Zelda. Luigi's Mansion on 3DS. Oh. Um, and they worked on Final Fantasy XI. Okay. Uh, co-development with the expansion of the expansions. So and, and they've done a lot of little games here and there, but it seems like not a ton of them have been like, it's a lot of them doing assist work for other studios franchises. Um, but I would totally be down to see another studio or a studio that's in the same vein handling uh, a fresh new look at a, a Zelda game that we, we know and love. Yeah. Like, get just. I want Wind Waker, but I would be happy with. We saw, like, we recently saw a resurgence of love for Minish Cap because Nintendo Switch Online introduced, like, that new Minish Cap to its Game Boy Advance line. And I saw tons of people on Twitter posting their pictures of playing Minish Cap. So I would love to see them either do a, a fresh, brand new game in that style like that top down uh classic zelda style um semi 3d if they want to but uh i don't know i think there's i think there's an audience for it and i think i would love it more if it wasn't totally 3d you know like like you said semi 3d just to put a little dash of nostalgia in there for a lot of players yeah 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 um but that's needless to say, Jeff Grubb. Any announcement from Jeff Grubb gets me excited. And on a long enough time, he predicted the uh, Metroid. Or predicted. He told us about Metroid Prime Remastered, and he was just off on its release date by like four or five months. So he well, that's knew not it. Bad. Yeah, that's he not knew bad it existed. And so him saying that it exists, Metroid Prime exists. Two is existing. It's coming soon-ish. And that there is something Zelda-related happening later this year. So we uh, we have one, some more Zelda to look forward to, and hopefully we got some more Metroid before the year is done. Well, we shall Which, find out. I mean, if you like, let's just hear me out on this too, because 
Pikmin, all of the Pikmin franchise is now available on Switch. Well, will now be available on Switch. Uh, Metroid Prime 1 just got a remaster. If we get, like, just an HD port of Metroid Prime 2, and then later Metroid Prime 3, leading up to Metroid Prime 4 on the S Switch, we'll have all of the Metroid Primes in on one console. And then uh, going, like, it feels like they're trying to consolidate a lot of their franchises to the Switch ecosystem. And, I mean, smart, really. Yeah, that's what, it's the ideal way to play. And uh, people have, what is it, uh, Nintendo was looking for people to work for them for, uh, in the field of backwards compatibility. So it sounds like the Switch 2, or as I went, I'm really truly hoping, the Super Nintendo Switch um oh, as it cool. should be called um it sounds like that's going to be a backwards compatible system with the nintendo switch hardware so everything we have on switch will be available on the super nintendo switch i'm it I'm sounds like this is going to be a great upcoming year yeah from you know because <laughs> who knows this when point, this point yeah yes yes from this point oh man it's man, yeah we shall see we shall see well, um, I think we're getting close to our mark here. So what we'll do is we're going to end it with our question of the week. Oh, we got a question. Not from somebody. Oh. But <laughs> because people, there's not much interaction, but that's okay. I'll allow it. I have a question <laughs> for our audience and for oh. you and I guess for John and Chris as well. If one game had to go, what would you choose out of Super Mario Odyssey, Okay. Super Mario 64, Super Mario World, or Super Mario 3? Oh, that's... Ah, uh, I'd probably be, like, absolutely crucified for this, but I would say... <laughs> Is it like that meme where, you know, we have, like, that guy standing yeah, up against and something all the and swords? swords? <laughs> <laughs> um, I would probably say Super Mario World. Really? Yeah. I, 3 is my all-time favorite Mario game. I absolutely love 3. I think it's way better than World than, and many levels. I think okay. World is a fantastic game. But I also think that 64 is one of the, like, one of the, like, penultimate, like, 3D collectathon games of that era, with the exception yeah. of maybe Banjo Kazooie, um, and then Odyssey was just so much fun. There's just there's not a moment of that game that I wasn't just having a blast playing. So I it would have to be. I, I get everything that I it's want from decision. World in three. Yeah, there's none of these games should be should be lost forever. <laughs> like all of these games should be. Owned by everybody at all times. Right. But yeah, I would but say But that would World. be the one to go. Super yeah. Mario World. Yeah. I I would say Super Mario Odyssey. Only because I've never played it. Oh. <laughs> so I can't say that I like it or dislike it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But since I've never played it, I can't put anything toward it. So Have you I'm, played I'm any of saying the Galaxy I. games? No. Oh man, Galaxy Two is like I I'd almost I'd put almost put it above 
Odyssey. I think Odyssey still did a better job, but I but I'd almost put it above Odyssey. Like a very slim margin. Yeah, it, they're they're neck and neck. I loved Galaxy Two. I thought Galaxy Two fucking crushed it. Um, well, I thought it was like it was just they took all of the good stuff from Galaxy One and then they just built off of that. We'll see. Now, our our listeners are gonna have to tell us what their thoughts are. Yeah. On these four gems. Indeed. Because, I mean, you're right. They're all good in their own. I Super Mario 64, I've played so much of that I can't ever let that one go. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Super Mario 3 is super awesome. Super Mario World is fun, you're right. Um, but since I've never played Odyssey, it's like, got to go for me. So, yeah. let us know what you guys think. It's uh, on Twitter, at MN Gamers Podcast. Uh, let us know which one you would... If one had to go. Just one. Just one. Yeah. But that will do it for us today. Um, you can find us, like I mentioned, on Twitter, MN, at MN Gamers Podcast. Um, find me at Stellar Smalls. What about you, James? Uh, you can find me at Butlord Primus on <laughs> Twitter, on Instagram, on co-host, on threads on where <laughs> else am I? Everything. Any social media I'm I'm at Butlord Primus. Uh, you can also at him, figure him out. Yeah. See what he's all about. Yeah. And then uh, we have Chris at VG Occasion and then John at Johnny Samsonite. Um, if you want to contribute to the content, um, you can send us an email at um, so it's podcast at mostlynormalgamers.com or you can mes- message us on Twitter. Either way, doesn't matter. Um, sign up for our newsletter. I think Chris still does them once in a great while, uh, Mostly Normal Monthly, or you can look at the back issues as well. So mngamers.substack.com. And leave us a five-star review because why not? I mean, what else are you going to do besides yeah. play games, really? Um, so that's the show. Go play games, have fun, and check out and check out Pikmin. Pikmin that's coming out today. Because it will be today when you hear it. So, all right. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.